nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode! What I always look for is authenticity. You know, is the story truly captivating? Is it a page turner? Is the director a visionary? Does he have a vision for the script? Is he someone that I could see myself working with for weeks or months on end? And is this project going to be a challenge for us? Are we going to be going that extra mile that we haven't had to go to before? I think with A Monkey's Paw, we found what I always look for to make ourselves better as a production team, which is a true, authentic challenge. I get a kick out of hearing what people pull from my writing and that interplay afterward of like response, change, adapt, respond, and up until the point to where this thing starts getting built that nobody truly anticipates. Nobody knows how it's going to turn out, but it does. And that's, that's another really cool part of it. Is it truly a captivating script? Before I even picked it up, I honestly did not think it would live up to the insurmountable hype that everyone gave to me. You know, everyone was just so enamored with the story and the script. Even my producer David gave me a call and he said, look, you gotta read the script because it's amazing. And the moment I started turning those pages, you know, I just, I just started brainstorming. I started thinking up ways to do certain parts of the script, started thinking up ways of making this vision come to life. And I just, knew, I don't want to tell you too much about the script, but I knew when I read it that I absolutely loved it. So collaboration's at the center of every project, and I'm happy to say that I'm excited to work with the people that I'm currently working with right now. Um, whenever I first told them, uh, Calvin and David, about the stuff I had in mind, they both had so much to offer. Uh, David's already got the world on his shoulders all the time. The world's of like everybody who's involved in this and you know everything that we hit with him he was like yeah he's like I got it yeah and I'm like that's awesome and then Calvin has brought such a depth and so much knowledge to like this thing that I, I haven't I hadn't even considered and everything and with all of us working together I know that it's gonna be something really special. And horror is the perfect genre for all of this, because no matter how freaky or how grisly or grueling or insurmountable those odds are on the screen, the characters have to deal with that. And in turn, that is as close as you are gonna get to that insurmountability. All of our previous projects have been done with no funding, have been completely out of pocket or because we've had to pull every favor we possibly could. But despite that, we're still incredibly proud of what we've made so far. That got me thinking. What could we actually do with a budget? And there's so many possibilities. We could rent the perfect location that the script demands. We can hire crew, new crew that we haven't worked with before, and more importantly, pay people that have been dedicated with our film crew since day one. We can rent out gear, get props that would enhance the scene and get the true vision of what me, Devin, and David Rubio have wanted. And this fundraiser is that challenge. It's that new thing that's going to help us grow as filmmakers. And like we've done with every challenge so far, we're going to give it the best we possibly got.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerd Corp Podcast. The podcast reviews the movies and talks that nerd shit. As always, is the nerd you're going to hear the host of the show, along with my wonderful co-host, Young Yoda. Hi, everybody. Look, Aiden's here. Hi, Aiden. <laughs> hey. Hello. Well, how did we get you back in here? I didn't have anywhere else to go. It's called yeah. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Entertain- entertainment is worth If you're something. hearing his voice, that must mean it's either the mirror review, which we already did, Finally. or... <laughs> I might as well do it or, again. Or <laughs> it's December, and we've reached one of my favorite months. The three of us pick a director we know little to nothing about, and we watch five of their films. And, of course, every December we're joined by – every December for the, la- the past three Decembers, we've been joined by the wonderful Hayden Birds. It is me. Yes. <laughs> Not much else to, to say, right? Yeah. Aiden Burns. Aiden. Aiden, how you been, bro? Pretty good, man. How about you guys? Suffering. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair, actually. It's 2020. Yeah, I, I, first day back at work after a month off. Yeah. Oh, so you decided to, to, to sacrifice getting the Rona, huh? You just not getting the Rona. I got I to gotta get, get that pay. <laughs> Is it worth you dying? It might be. Kill the capitalist in your head, Brad. Kill it. Hey, if I die, my, my wife becomes a very wealthy woman. So it's called insurance. Brad, I think you're insinuating insurance fraud. It's not insurance fraud. It's just if I happen to die. There, there's always cause the, your death. Exactly. <laughs> and she will be a very wealthy woman. Whatever. Uh, how, how, what's it called? Aiden, how's New York been treating you as of right now with all this stuff going on? Dude? Uh, it's pretty good. Like um, like some neighborhoods are pretty bad, I guess, but like mine's still pretty chill, I guess. Like as long as I'm not going go to southern Brooklyn, I'm good. And hanging out with yeah. all the Russians, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, what's it called? Uh, we promise we're not – we don't we, – we like Russians. We very much Oh, like- we love Russians. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, they like COVID. I guess in they like COVID. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but yeah, dude, how, how's work been? You've been getting a lot of work out there during this time. Um, still quite a bit. Yeah, it's kind of slowing down a little bit. I guess the past like two weeks, but for a while it was, it was like crazy busy somehow, which is good. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it is. I I knew that it was dying down a bit for you because you said, "Yeah, I can do the month." And I was like. Okay. Yeah, 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 there were a good couple months there. I was just like, I stopped working at like eight or nine p.m. every day. I was like, far, yeah. I don't have time to watch a movie or anything. Yeah, well, well, what's it called? We couldn't get Leah for uh, for what's it called uh, for October for hormones because of course she had her schedule filled up with uh, her masters. Yeah, yeah, I think she just finished something with that. Like her, I don't know what the fuck she's doing. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. But yeah. Idea, but she, and then, uh, of course, it. you were just absolutely pummeled with uh, with work. It so uh, it's been a while since we've had you here, since the mirror review. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm glad that we can we, we can do this because it's always fun to do this month. Uh, first, for those of you who may not know, because this is either the first year you've tuned into us, you've been doing this since uh, we've been doing this month. Since like three, so like uh, two December's ago, this would be our third one. Uh, we first did it when we did uh, when we did our month on Ingmar Bergman, which is part one of Ingmar Bergman because there's more movies that we need to discuss of Bergman. Uh, but you know that's kind of like Kurosawa, where we'll have a Bergman one two and a Bergman one three and a Bergman one four <laughs> because uh, we have so many movies, a lot of movies, and 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 Aiden has all of them. Yeah, I the- have not even fucking gotten through. <laughs> Like half of them, honestly. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot. It's a lot of movies, bro. But uh, so we did in my Birmingham month in, uh, on December, and then the following year we did Andrei Tarkovsky month, which was last mm-hmm. year, and uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We watched a lot of movies. We watched basically every single movie except for the last one. Yeah. The last one we need to do, which is Andrei Rublev, which is his uh, third, no second. Second film. And it's and very long. 
it's three hours and three minutes. Uh, what's it called? We will decide when we can do that, actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, so here we are again to continue on with another month. And uh, this month, we chose to look at the films of Iranian new wave director Abbas Kiarostami. Now, Brad and I cheated a bit because Brad and I have done two reviews of Kiarostami. But we were left with so much interest in Kiarostami that we said we have to at least dedicate a month to him. Him and Edward Yang, we were like, yo, we need to get a month for these two. And so we decided mainly because uh, most of Edward Yang's films cannot be found online. And uh, I, I looked in other methods too, and they could not find them out online in that way either. So, but um, hold on, Stacy's. But but isn't Bergman a month for, for the first original month? One for the first original month? <laughs> what? But isn't Bergman month four the first original month? I need you to explain that to me, Chief, because I'm confused. I know you don't usually explain your jokes. Today, I need you to explain your joke. But, um, Aiden, you've never heard of Abbas Kiarostami, right? Um, not that I remember, no. No, so never brought up in, in film school, nothing? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I may have just, like, been glanced over, like, briefly, but I, didn't, I never really, like, looked into any of his films. Yeah. So this is this is pretty much your introduction to him today. Yeah, just thrown right into this. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. So um, today we're going to be discussing "And Life Goes On," which is the second film in his cook, Coker? Coker. Coker. How did they say it in the movie? I think Coker. I think yeah, it was Coker. Coker. Coker in his Coker trilogy, which Kiarostami um, apparently what's it called uh, denies that it is an actual trilogy. But what's called film critics decided it was a trilogy. I, I think uh, it's just because it takes place in the same area. Yeah. Well, what's it called? Uh, he actually made the argument that what's it called? Uh, after so the next one, which would be uh, through the olive trees, taste of cherry, and the one after that one would be its own trilogy because of what it discusses. But I don't know. I mean, you can, we can't really ask Kiarostami because Kiarostami did. So, you know. Uh, really no way for him to defend his uh his uh his the the statement that this is a trilogy. No, he did die. Oh now I get you. Now I get you, Stacy. Alright. Month four as in a episode four prior uh poor Star Wars reference. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, number four is the first one, but it's number four in the series. Yeah. I actually I actually went and checked to make sure he was dead roll because you've killed directors before that weren't dead. Yeah, I know. My most famous one is Coppola. Yes, I know. I've he is still not dead. He's still kicking. Yeah. No, Kiarostami died in 2017 and 2016. Yeah. So uh, you just you have to make sure sometimes. Bro. Sometimes I have to check because you're just killing off directors. Yeah. Like, yo, Rid Ridley I Scott still alive. Yeah. Still alive, bro. Leone too, right? I was like, wait, is Leone still alive? <laughs> but um, yeah. So today we start off with, and life goes on. Next week, we do Aiden's pick. The wind will carry us. The week after that, we do my pick, certified copy. And then the week after that, we do 10, which is Brad's second pick because he won the, won the wheel. And then that week, we also do our review of 24 frames. Yes, we have two other Patreon minis that we have to give you all. I promise it's going to happen soon now that I actually have time. So, uh. During these weeks that I have off, I'm watching Dr. Sleep, and I'm watching what's it called, uh, Fargo. Yeah, I still need um, to do that. Yeah. So uh, without a further ado, though, uh, I, unless you have something to say, Aiden, we, we can go ahead and get into it. Aiden's a bit overexposed today. I mean, there's so much white on my screen. I'll just try to kill some of that off. Yeah. There we go. Oh, there some, we go. some light spill there, bro. Come on, man. Bro, Don't make your it. fucking stream page so bright, man. Raul's done a memorial <laughs> month for Quentin Tarantino, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Tarantino yeah. also not dead. Also not dead, yeah. He has yeah, a foot fetish, but he's not dead. Yeah, not dead. Uh, As we all do. Mm. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, not, not for me, fam. Not for me. You gotta suck the toes. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wiggle your big toe. Wiggle the big toe. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get into this, Brad. Let's go ahead and introduce him to uh oh wait, hold on. Sorry. If you have not watched and life goes on, this is your chance to hop out of here and not listen to spoilers. If you don't care about spoilers, and go ahead and keep listening. Either way, how it goes, your spoiler warning is in effect in a five, four, three, two, one. Four. Wrong one. <laughs> Not that one either. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's there the you one. Go. Yeah. That oh, wait, made I mean, me hard as fuck. Aiden, Aiden's here, so I can also play this one. Okay. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think I have Aiden in here. What? I need to add it. What am I doing, dude? What I are have you doing my, with your life? Huh? What are you doing with your life? Oh, no. I was like, bro. What you talking oh, that's about? other Aiden. That's other Aiden. <laughs> that's, this is white Aiden. That's the other one. That we yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I'll add that one to the stream deck after we're done here. Because the that's just for... But um, yeah, let's go ahead and go with this, Brad. Introduce them to 1992's and life goes on. Okay. Hi, reader in the U.S. It seems you use Wikipedia a lot. That's great. This is the third episode. Sorry, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. And Life Goes On is a 1992 Iranian film directed by Abbas Kiristami. It was screened in the Uncertain Regard section at the 1992 Cannes Film Festival. It is considered the second film in Kiristami's Coker Trilogy. Really? Sorry about what? that. My freaking finger slipped as Bro. I was trying to grab my... Bro, I'm reading here. Luke you know how difficult this is? After the 1990 earthquake, ask Floyd Money Mayweather. After the 1990 earthquake in Iran that killed over 30,000 people, Kiristami went to search for the stars of his previous film, Where is the Friend's Home? This <laughs> film is a semi-fictional work based on these events. Sean, documentary style, it shows a director played by Farad Kurdamund on this journey through the country in the aftermath of the earthquake. And that's it. That's it. How come you get the freaking short ones, dude? And then I have to read the freaking page like big ass page ones. Bad. Hey, Bad. hey, last, <laughs> hey, last time I got like the freaking like like three paragraphs. This is true. All right, man. So um sorry about that, Brad. My finger slipped. I was trying to grab my uh, Luke Skywalker pop because it was I, 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 well, I, I don't mind. Like my reading caused you to be like, I'm about to bust. I'm about to bust, no. <laughs> so um Let's go ahead and get into this, Brad. I mean, this is your pick. You should go first. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on uh, on and life goes on or life and nothing I, more? I, I, I will say this, and I will say this again. Kiristami is the most impressive director I've seen who can take the most mundane shit, like a road trip, and make me stay focused on it the whole fucking time with my ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally him. It's literally this man and his son in a car driving. Like the whole, like the whole fucking time. Like, yeah. well, for half the movie. For half the movie. And that's basically what they're doing. They're trying to go and look for earthquake survivors of a previous film that the man had directed. Yeah. And apparently none of his actors remembered him. So that's never a good sign. <laughs> like, who, are, who are you? Like, we just want to ride. Fuck you. <laughs> yep. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but I, the more I the more I watch of this man's movie, the more impressed I am. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very difficult. Like if I, I get it's after earthquake and there's some imagery of that, but really it's really mundane stuff. Like just getting water, or he's helping somebody just put something on top of the car and drive it up, or him driving a car up a hill. The way he goes to some of these shots, he goes to the wide shot when that car is going up the hill. It just brings you right into the movie and keeps you focused on this story. And he is very impressive taking just an everyday life story and putting it on the screen and getting us to focus all our attention on it the whole time. Yeah. Um, Aiden? Yeah, pretty much similar to what I was going to say, just like making you care about like really nothing fucking happens in this movie. 
like, <laughs> but like it's like oh shit this is interesting he shoots it well that you're like like, like this kid wants to watch yeah. a soccer game is he gonna watch a soccer game they're putting the antenna up holy shit <laughs> yeah i'm just like vividly fucking and like the fucking like patience to film this so i know like usually these are just like establishing kind of shots of like a car going by or some shit that you like just mm-hmm. have before like a sequence where like shit actually happens um but like after something like three of those you get really fucking sick of it yeah you're like to have to like tell someone like i'm gonna start rolling go drive the car way the fuck back there we're gonna <laughs> roll the whole time <laughs> and then if you if you mess it up you gotta go do it again but just like the patience to just roll on that for like five fucking minutes and like use that much film can i just say so the and framing, that's the movie <laughs> the framing he does on some of this where oh. like the car like the car is moving and then it stops in like the perfect frame and you're going yeah. the f- Fuck you! Is he literally in the car going and stop? My question or- is, like, so I, so I'm just gonna point something out. I just watched uh, another film before this, uh, Hong Sang So's um, uh, on the beach at night alone. Um, throughout most of that film, I found the 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 camera being in the reflection of a fridge, a C stand with a light on top of it, on the reflection of a fridge. And then also cameraman coming out in one of the doors. Throughout none of this film do you get any reflection of a camera. And I'm no, sure- it, 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 it's some it's some directorial magic with Edward Yang and Kiristami that we can't catch anybody working on the film in any shot, like even directly at a window. <laughs> yeah. Like when the cars would pass. In that first, the first, in the first scene, the shots coming, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is gonna happen." I mean, like, camera's gonna come out here. No, no. They have to fucking like wizard polarizer filters in Iran. Yeah, like how does <laughs> they this- use their nuclear stuff for and, it to and make it? This was his what second movie? This is his like directorially, directorially. This is like his third, I think. Yeah, second and third, and. He's pulling off shit like, you know, even like Michael Bay gonna do this shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean that is Michael Bay though. You gotta, like, I mean, not- he has the the special effects budget to, to, yeah, to do it, but he can't pull that shit off like on film. No, no, and, and probably on some old, very old piece of equipment that's just hanging oh, on yeah. the car. <laughs> dude, it's just it's wild, dude. The whole time I'm sitting, there, I'm like. How is the damn camera not coming out in these shots? Like, how? Like, what are you putting on that damn lens? You got, like, a really good polarizing filter on it, dude. And I want to know if he took the time to, like, scout some of these locations. I'm guessing he had to because if he did it, then that's also pretty out there because he has that one shot with the house, and there's, like, you can see right through the house. And it's the frame of the doorway and goes into a hill. And you're like, that's like the perfect shot. And like, did he, did it, is he literally just driving, checking on his cast and going, this is good. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Uh, with this one. It's just, it's, it's, it's wild, dude. Like, I, I don't know how the hell you do some of this, man. Like, uh, by the way, this is his, um, his, <laughs> Fifth, I think his fifth film. All right, so he had quite a few under his belt, but you know, still, still, it, it's. I, I mean, yeah. and like Aiden said, nothing really happens in this film. This guy is literally just looking for his previous cast and making sure they're okay, mm-hmm. while dragging his son along, who is kind of annoying there quite a bit. Well, you know, he just wanders off and he's calling him and he's like, "Fuck you, I'm just." continuous yeah yeah he's like oh it's warm hey it's warm it's like well no shit the glass is broken and then that fucking house fell down dude <laughs> my, favorite part, my favorite part's when he asked the guy who's cleaning out his house and he's like pop drinks and he's like what kind of question are you asking right now <laughs> which, which which begs the question those aren't actors I'm no, guessing no. those aren't actors. Those no. are actual people. And Karastami is having this kid ask the most annoying shit to these people who are trying to put back together their lives. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
But it makes mean a soda. Get the it fuck makes out of here. Really interesting and a really a poetic type of docufiction that we're working within here. And of course, I've noticed it this time around already. I mean, most of Taste of Cherry is conversations in cars. Freaking Garcia's a big fan of having those conversations in cars. Like, I mean, I, I, I will, I will say with Taste of Cherry though. I did originally think he was picking up a dude to have sex with at the very beginning. And I'm very glad that's not what that movie was about. Yeah. Well, dude, I was telling Aiden, yo, is stranger danger not a thing in Iran? Apparently not. It's like, yo, I know, I kind of know you. My dad knows you, kind of. You don't remember him, well, but you were in a film. Know. He's given several rights to children. Children. That, that's yeah. I, I, well, I I guess they see the kid in the back. They go, oh, that's okay. You won't kidnap us all. He's already got one. <laughs> you know one of us. Is <laughs> no, but this movie is incredible, though. I'm, I'm I resonate a lot with what y'all are saying. Like, you know, something as simple as uh, a father and a son trying to go to the city and go to the towns and find the castmates of their old film, the film before this one, which is an actual film through the olive trees is the one bef that came before that. Well, not sorry. Through olive trees, uh, where, where's the friend's home um, and kind of catch up with them and make sure that they're okay. It's so simple yet. It allows you to, you know, view the world of, uh, of, of, of that time and look at like everything that happened, like all these homes being destroyed and every single, I, I, I don't, I don't, think for a second that those weren't actual like real emotions coming from the people of the town just coming over to his car like you know my, my house just broke down it's it's pretty much oh oh that that one scene with the truck driver where he's asking yeah. for directions and the driver's just saying it's all gone you could tell that dude like the hospital's just done, done so you could tell this dude was in like quite emotional pain yeah <laughs> you're asking me to back up dude yeah, 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 that that was kind of rude. Like, could he like back up, please, so you get the road? Like, yeah. Know? But um, and then you know, just of course, the kid is just uh, you know, the kid being so wise beyond his years. It's like, yeah, I kind of read it in a history book. I, like, I I don't know if he's wise beyond his years or just fucking oblivious to everything. Like when he's talking to that one woman who had her daughters just died, and it's like, oh, don't blame God for that. And I'm just sitting there going. That lady can blame whoever the fuck she wants at this moment. I mean, like, she's say, holding like, it together. After that, he's like, you should be glad she's dead or some shit. And I was yeah, like, no, I'm just like, what the I'm like, fuck? I'm like, what the I mean, dude, like, fuck? I mean, you he reads a lot, bro. Like, he reads a lot. You can tell. But, like, at the same time, like, hey, man, um, there's a clear disconnect between you and this woman right now. You did not have to go through this terrible earthquake right now and yeah. have your home and your family went to go killed. Well, and, and at the you same time, she's dealing with two bastard sons, like, over yeah. there, just breaking shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I think that that's, of course, I think that's a little bit of what kind of somebody's like, hey, guys, we are simply observers of tragedy, and we are here not to kind of throw our weight around and kind of offer opinions where they shouldn't be. And it's like, instead, we should just be here to, you know, to console people and talk to them, make sure that they're okay, help them out with what they need. Not kind of be like the kid where it's like, I mean, I understand too. It's a kid. He's a kid. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah. And not just be out here like, no, be happy. Your daughter won't have to suffer anymore. Yeah, so they, like the lady don't need a lecture right now. <laughs> no. Any of that. This, but, the lady but, uh, watch but, your and that's it, bro. But the, the, what you're talking about. So you have the, the kid talking to that lady. And then you on the whole opposite spectrum, you have what the dad did when he was talking to the two girls. He just yeah. sat down and he asked him, how are you doing? Yeah. You know, or, you know, do you want to talk about it? You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. And yeah. the one little girl just goes on and tells how, like, I think it was her uncle or something. Well, yeah, her brother. Her, her brother, yeah. yeah. Or um, and then, then the other conversation, just what he's able to get out of some of these yeah. people. Of like the one kid who was like, yeah, the mosquitoes woke me up, but didn't wake my brother up. And my mom asked why the mosquitoes didn't wake my brother up, and it's like, ah, that's final, right? Yeah. So, um, and also I was I was letting Aiden know that the film stock is beautiful. I mean, we've already known that from a uh, uh, close up. The film stock using close up was beautiful too. Oh, taste of cherry. Taste oh, of cherry, well. yeah, especially with that new 4K restoration that they did on it. But in this one, God, man, it's got those those yellows looked beautiful. 
in that first shot with the with the cars passing by, also in the in the look of the car, like it just that film stock was registering some color beautifully. I mean, just he's like just very he's a master at just getting the shot. Just yeah. The way the way he also editing it and the way it just I mean, even just watching that car go up the hill is just so entrancing because you're like, it's gonna make it. And you're like, nope. <laughs> scary. You're like, but the brakes still gonna work, right? <laughs> uh, and I really thought at the very end there, when he's finally got it to that turnaround, and then he just turns around, like like he gets out of his car, he looks up, he sees the two kids, and like I like I was telling you guys before, I just figured he took it on faith that was them. He was like, cool. <laughs> Yeah, fuck this and, and, yeah. <laughs> throw him back down and then at the end he like comes back up it's like what do you have to do get more speed I don't <laughs> you want to uh, do it again dude but uh, vibing. <laughs> there's also just this interesting thing with the film where like Chattostami is kind of framing uh, so from here from here like that so like it's capturing just kind of like a little bit of what, like you look at Aiden right now. Here, let me take off the border. I mean, what's called the, uh, the overlay. Um, so you've got a little bit kind of this type of framing, mm-hmm. where of course we don't have a room here, right? We just have like a the like, hillside like, and like or, you know, or the side. rubble, yeah, yeah. And you just get like this little bit of headroom, and you're uh, this bit of headroom up here. You're like, wow, like, and he's still able to make it look beautiful. But like, that's. Are you talking purple. about when? Are you talking about when he's like talking to the people like mm-hmm. outside his car, and that's, yeah. that's literally what he's showing? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I God, I mean, what's it called? You brought up the framing. The framing is beautiful in this movie. Yeah, uh, cinematography is great too. Uh, I mean, you know, you you don't expect a lot from road movies. You know, you're like okay, yeah, yeah. You never expect that much, right? You know, the only other road movie I can tell you that really, what's it called? Uh, What's it called? Um, uh, fascinates me in cinematography-wise is, of course, Ito Mama Tambien from Alfonso Cuaron and the way that uh, Lubeski kind of frames that. But, like, you know, you think about The Hitchhiker. That's kind of a road movie. And you're like, huh, there's, I mean, there's nothing really interesting happening, you know, framing-wise. But here you're like, oh, God. Like, you know, just that kid getting out of the car going to go use the restroom and you're kind of looking from out inside the car through the window and you're like, Whoa, like this is like, it's like an interesting angle to look at it from. Best aim angle I've ever watched a kid. piss. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to hide behind the skinniest tree ever on film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skinnier than the ones in uh, Tartakovsky's the sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, although the, then he like, you know how, I, I well, I don't know. Like your dad would stop and let you use on the side of the road, yeah. and you go do your thing, then come back in the car. This kid literally goes and then goes catches a cricket. Like had that been my dad, my dad be like, "What the fuck are you doing? Get back in the car, you jackass! This is a highway." <laughs> the only favorite, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you only need the edge, friend. Life goes on. <laughs> so, and and it might, and then throughout this film, I was like, "This dad is so good to his kid, bro." Like he's, I think know. he's a little too like lenient. He's just like, hey, where's my kid? And they're like, he's over there. It's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go talk to the old dude and drink some water. Well, yeah, no, I think I don't. I definitely don't agree with him just leaving the kid at the village for an hour to watch the game. I'm like, um, I kind of don't trust that. But you know, who are we to uh, impose our Western views of individualism? Well, we're just used to everybody kidnapping our kids. So yeah, I really don't know how it is in the Eastern world. You know, it's like it might be different, but you know, I was, I was like, this, this dad's so nice to his kid. Like, kid wants a freaking soda. You got some of soda. Kid wants to go. Kid wants to go use the restroom. He lets me use the restroom. Kids asking like all these billion questions about life and you know animals and stuff. And you're like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm gonna answer. I'm like, you have so much patience. But then again, I mean, this is a director. He's worked with kids before. And you gotta remember, he didn't let him keep the cricket, though. No, he didn't let him keep the cricket. Well, that was only because he put the cricket in his damn eye. Uh, yeah, I would beat that kid's ass. <laughs> ass too, like, yeah, you throw away that damn grasshopper, dude. You almost made me crash into a damn uh, car. <laughs> God, man. But uh, yeah, 
this movie is, is it's pretty damn good. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty good. I mean, you get that simplicity, but also that poetic nature of how Kiarostami works. And uh, I think this is quite the movie to open the month with, even though uh, I kind of feel like I should have watched through the not the allergies, right? I keep saying that I should have watched where the friend's house is, where's yeah, the which might house. be for the next one. No, next one is The Wind Will Carry Us. Well, no, not the next one. I mean, for the next time we do a Kiarostami month. Yeah, so next time we do a Kiarostami, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and score. I'm going to go ahead and give and life goes on or and life and nothing more. I don't know which one to go with on letterbox. It comes up as life and nothing more. And then when I look it up on Wikipedia, it's life and life goes on. I, I think it's more and life goes on because that's what really is depicted. It's like, even through this disaster, people yeah. are still having to find a way to go on. Yeah. They, they, their, their souls are crushed, but every, everybody in this movie seems to like, there's people that are crying. There's people that are sad. But there's also people that are like laughing, talking with each other, you know, saying jokes and like, you know, being nice to each other and inviting and like, you know, however we get through this, we get through it as a community. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and life, give and life goes on a nine out of 10. I love this. Uh, I think that this also, I, I really do think that the way that he paces the movie is kind of uh, great. Like it doesn't need to be a two hour and 25 minute movie, bro. Uh, no, don't give us a Tarkovsky treatment. It doesn't need no, to be. Well, and he, uh, uh, from what I've seen, so <laughs> I think it's easy to say Tarkovsky is the king when it comes to color and film. From what I've seen, I will say Kiristami is the king of making the mundane fantastic. From okay. every movie I've seen from him, he can take these mundane, daily, little life things and make them just terrific to watch yeah and for that i give this one a nine and a half out of ten nine out of ten and what are you gonna go here given life goes on i think um probably the same like a nine out of ten uh yeah. i think kind of like what brad said like tarkovsky has the edge i think in color but something about the eastern or the middle eastern fucking way they process film or the lenses they're using or some shit just <laughs> fucking phenomenal uh, how he goes um, from like that wide shot and then it comes in and it's just like yeah yeah i guess there was like one other thing um i noticed like from the beginning when they're coming i think they're coming from tehran yeah um just starting out that way uh, i had recently found this like iranian photographer that i bought it's like photo book from which is all about like um commuting shit in tehran and it like, there was such a lot of like parallels in the first scene like it was just like immediately because he's in this book he's talking about a lot about like commuting in Tehran and how it's just like everyone's just fucking going and they're not looking at anything. Yeah. And like that's the case exactly in this. Like he just takes like two extra seconds like going through that gate and everyone's like fuck off like keep going and shit. Yeah, it was really interesting to see just like kind of the same things in there just like I think that was more recent book or whatever but like even back then it was just like nobody fucking cares just keep going it's all about commuting and not like looking at anything. But he kind of makes you look at the shit that you're not really supposed to look at and you're like damn that shit pretty as hell just the way he frames it and everyone else is probably just like well it's another fucking hill. I still, yeah. don't understand why, I still don't understand why he just left the baby there. That was kind of a weird story trope right there. I mean, <laughs> I would have fucking left there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, the baby's screaming its head off. You don't see the mom anywhere. I guess the mom was there somewhere, gathering wood or something. Yeah, I'm gonna the minute he you. hears his son, though, but, like, like me and Aiden, we would have never approached the baby. Oh, That's yeah, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> like, we, we do not look like ones to approach a child. Oh, especially you're in that fucking beard right now. Man. Yeah, like like they think I'm gonna eat it or something. It's just like, nah, man. Like I don't need that drama. <laughs> oh crap! Sorry about that. What are you doing? I was checking to see if Mank was available to watch yet, because we need to choose a movie for Saturday for us, to, for Brad and I to watch. Um, so I was thinking, you know, if I was wondering if Mank was available to. You show. know, we got we got two other Patreon movies that we need to watch, right? Just just saying. That's true. That's true. Just saying. Just, just go ahead and let you know, Chief, that we got another couple of... We, we got some fucking movies to watch, man. December 4th, uh, Mank starts to stream, so that would be on Friday? Or... Great, I don't know my days. Oh, unless you know, we'll be here Friday or Saturday, so... Where the fuck do you keep going? Brenda has the test, uh, like, four hours away, so... And? And I'm going with her. God damn, dude. Every damn week you go somewhere. Well, 
Not really. Like, you had the chance. You were filming. <laughs> I was still here. I didn't go out of town. You weren't here recording. <laughs> Whatever, dude. It's fine. I'll talk. Let's go farts and dicks with someone else. Fine. We have cards, though. But, uh, yeah. Look. Michelle has cards. What's it called? Uh, as, as always, you can check out this movie on the Criterion Channel. Criterion Channel does not sponsor us, even though I would love to be sponsored by the Criterion Channel. Please. Indeed. You're a wonderful service. We love you. But you can go and, uh, I mean, just look at my name, dude. Criterion Home. Come on. I'm sure, I'm sure that makes them want to sponsor you even yeah. more. Yeah. Just like I, Arby's I, wants to sponsor Beefy Boy down there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't buy anything this sale, guys, but that's because I bought something the last one. So, you know. I, I do have a question. Aiden, you buy anything um, for Black Black Friday or for uh, Cyber Monday? Um, not specifically for that. Um but I made the horrible decision of buying a lens on eBay on Saturday. What did you buy? Shouldn't have fucking bought. Um, I found a great deal on this, like a <laughs> Sumacron. Just <laughs> <was> fucking stupid. <laughs> so, can you tell? Can you stop me here? Did you spend more than four hundred dollars? Might have. <laughs> oh no, dude. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? It was a great deal. <laughs> I mean, oh. you, you can't take it with you when you die. I'm just saying. I mean, I'll <laughs> fucking try. <laughs> oh, you better use that lens, dude. Oh, you bet I'm gonna fucking use it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was just bring, I was just bringing this up because I haven't literally bought anything. No, I didn't buy anything either, but that's because I'm broke. Buy my prints remaining, guys. Please, AidenBurns.darkroom.tech. Please. It's like 35% off right now. (laughs) Oh, man, dude. I would have bought something from Criterion. I I definitely could have bought Taste of Cherry, but, you know, I was like, I'm kind of broken. I need to pay back Michelle for the game that she bought me. So uh, I'm going to stop there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, those $20 can go to paying Michelle off. So, uh, yeah, with well, with that, without further ado, we will see you guys next week for our review. Well, this crew will see you guys next week for our review of, uh, of, of The Wind Will Carry Us. That's Aiden's pick. And uh, I believe that one is available also on a Criterion or it might be – I know it's available on my canopy. I don't know if it's available – What's it called on Criterion? But um, look, man, whatever you guys do, do not buy six hundred dollar lenses. Is that how much you paid? That's no, that's not even that. <laughs> are, 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 is it higher? Higher? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it a thousand? Yes, basically, like slightly okay. higher than that. It's like ten seventy five. Bruh, you dropped the band on the lens? Yeah, I mean, they're usually 15, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> this man and? selling them. You eBay was like, yo. And you you better be taking some good fucking photos, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you better be taking some really good photos. Some fine art. Oh, what's up, Jerry? Thank you for stopping by, man. This man, this man literally just said fine art dick pics. I mean, pretty much, man. Uh, Technology. Aiden about to start our own the fans. Yep. I gotta uh, pay off that shit. <laughs> the wind will carry us is going is on a canopy. This is the stream, but you can get it for uh, two ninety nine rental or just buy the movie for ten bucks on uh, Amazon or Vudu. So uh, there's that. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. But as always, uh, Aiden, let them know where they can find you on online, man. Yeah, I, if I'm still alive and I'm not eBay. killed from, uh, you can find me on eBay. <laughs> um, <laughs> on eBay, trying to sell some gear so I can eat. You bet. I just put one of my other lenses out there. I was like, fuck. <laughs> uh, Instagram, Aiden.Burns. I bet you really want someone to buy that Zeiss Lokia lens. Oh right? my god, nobody's buying it. I was like, I dropped the price on that. I was like, somebody fucking buy this, please, God. <laughs> and I listed one of my Fuji lenses too. Like, ah. um, or Twitter, a Burns152. 
That's B-Y-R-N-E-S instead of B-U-R-N-S because I'm stupid and fucking Irish. Irish, yeah. That's good. I'm glad that you're going to get your setup, bud. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> Aiden, do you want to know where they can, do you want to let them know where they can buy your prints? You bet. Yeah, it's uh, AidenBurns.Darkroom.Tech. That's A-Y-D-E-N-B-Y-R-N-E-S.Darkroom.Tech. <laughs> They're all 15% off, and if you use the code FOGGYBOYS, you get an additional 20% off. I think guys there's five of those left use them please buy it (laughs) guys or do the great thing that Aiden should have known by now someone take away his wallet please god damn I just delete my PayPal account (laughs) delete your PayPal account bro they should fucking ban me for the next like year (laughs) bro that damn lens better not come with a single scratch on it, bro. If you're dropping 10. It did look know? immaculate. That's, huh? It looked immaculate. And it comes with a nice lens hood and everything. Bro, it better be in the... <laughs> I, I, I have a question. Do credit card companies send people to break legs? Uh, mine's about to. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing, bro. He pays this with his credit card, bro. Like, when you're... Is it is what the hell is this man? Like I mean, you just, I wish we all could have been born with good credit scores like white people are, dude. <laughs> you go to college, apparently having student loans makes your credit better, and they're like, yeah, we trust you. Like Look what? Wrong. Look it, at it's, me. It, it's it's so wrong how credit works. It's like you have to Doesn't go any fucking debt. sense. You have to go into debt in order to get credit so you can actually buy anything. It's a yeah, you have to like get credit cards to get a better credit score. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Right, and you actually had to put money on them and then pay yeah, them. Yeah. And yeah, so it, 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 it's it's like, yeah, debt. It's like, take on debt. We'll trust you more. <laughs> it's like, like what? What? <laughs> like, 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 I can pay in cash. It's like, nah. Nah. <laughs> <sighs> nah, we think you're... You, 1% we, back on all your purchases. Unless you have debt, then you're fucked. All right, man. Brad, where can I find you? Random Germ 101 everywhere. Also go to my eBay. I have to pay for the, that plumber this weekend. So <laughs> so I dropped $500 on that. So, uh, I mean, Aiden probably, in at least he gets something for that. I, I just I get yeah. my water to stop hitting the floor. <laughs> and as always, you can find me at the Nerd Gun on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, RaulAmendoso.com for your photograph and video editing needs. Also, as always, we want to thank the people who make this show happen. After this goes off the air, this goes straight to Patreon, guys. For everybody who's at the Patreon, you get it from right now, from the end of the show until 8 in the morning tomorrow when it goes public. So uh, we want to thank our Patreon supporters. We love you all so much, and you're the reasons why a lot of these shows happen. Tamor? It was a crazy month, my friend. We will give you two production meetings next month for sure. So uh, I'm glad that you were able to get your Funkos, though. I'm really he, he glad. got them? Yeah, he got them. They were both okay. already. I need to still send his buttons and stickers. I still got to yeah. do that. Yeah. But uh, we want to thank our Patreon supporters, especially our producers, our writers, and our showrunner. So our associate producers, Cassie and Sarah, thank you so much. And also our executive producers, we have Grayson Barker, who you can follow at Grayson Barker 98 on Instagram, Warlord One Bar on Twitter. Grayson, you've been here for a really long time, dude. And uh, in those three years you've been here, we haven't done a, a second, what's it called, sticker and, and button design. So we need to get to work on that soon. But uh, right now with COVID, I'm not comfortable with sending mass stuff like that yeah, out. Yeah, so we'll get to it. We promise. Yeah. But uh, thank you for being the OG uh, producer of the show. We can get some Daryl stickers. Thank you, Grace. Yeah. Thank you, Grace. Yeah, what's it called? Aiden and I are big fans of Grace. <laughs> All right. And also you can uh, follow our um, our our third executive producer, uh Partis Just Dawson on Party One Kenobi on Instagram and Twitter. Brad, where can you find Shane? You follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at XSRK underscore. Thank you, Shane. We appreciate you, sir. Suppy God for life. So be God for life. Thank you. And as always, you can find our writer, Brown Rice 96 on Instagram and Twitter, YouTube, yes. MySpace, LinkedIn, whatever it is. All the, all the above. 
He's taking he's take, what's up? OnlyFans. Only he's taking requests, guys. Going to drop him a, a request of what you want him to build on Minecraft. He streams Minecraft at twitch.tv slash brownrice96. So I told him to tell him to build a Jedi temple. Uh make him build something, please. Build my credit score back. <laughs> <laughs> Miracle, he can't do miracles in Minecraft, man. <laughs> and uh, you can also find our wonderful Tony. Hey, Tony! On Twitter at Real Nerdy Dad. And finally, our um, our wonderful showrunner, uh, Tamor23. T-A-Y-M-O-O-R 23. Tamor, we love you. Thank you for being our showrunner. And also... Get that info out to me, bro. I want to make that ad for the wonderful people that you help out on your on their podcast. It's part of your rewards. Yep. Please do it. So uh, without further ado, it's been a lot of fun. Aiden, you'll be here next week. But uh, Brad and I, we'll, we will see you guys on uh, Saturday Morning Review, I guess. That'll be the one that we do next because he won't be here for the live show. And uh, hopefully if you guys post stuff on the mini pod for the mini pod, we can do a mini pod this week. So, uh, as always, guys, uh, stay safe, have some fun, watch some films, uh, go get Criterion Channel. It's the best decision you can make, honestly. It's a lot of movies on there, a lot of really good stuff. Without further ado, I'm going to sign off. Brad, send him out. Rairo, thank you notice as always. Thank you to all our listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you, Aiden, for joining us again today, three years in a row, sir. It's been a joy every moment. <laughs> I don't think last year we heard about him dropping almost uh one thousand two hundred dollars on a. We knew we knew he li- he liked to drop drop money though, drop bands and stuff. I'm just just saying, just saying. We knew. <laughs> we ball here. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, guys, Aiden just bought a freaking Leica film, a Leica camera. How much was that thing, Aiden? A certain amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? I can't hear. Low price of two dollars. <laughs> no. Uh huh. Uh huh. Someone take away his damn credit card, guys. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all for everyone to listening. Thank you to all those who joined us on chat. And um, yeah, I guess to end this, I'll just say, get that credit up. Young Yoda out.